This is Dr. Ron with my podcast, Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. This is episode number 250. We have 249 episodes, ladies and gentlemen, that are archived, and I'll get to that a little bit in in a minute. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making us the number one podcast here in Southwest Florida for medicine. If you look at the Blog Talk, Ra- Blog Talk Radio website at www.blogtalkradio.com and click under Health on the days of our show, you'll see that more times than not we are the featured show on Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And with that, it is with an attitude of gratitude that I welcome all our listeners because gratitude improves our quality of life. It is an antidote for negative emotions like depression, anxiety, and anger. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have two co-hosts, Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. Dr. Jerry is now uh, uh, working with uh, children in in Italy, uh, disabled children, where he does his uh, cranial sacral technique, and he he devotes a lot of time to uh, this type of work. Last week's program, I'm sorry uh, that we could not do our detox program live, but uh, I think that our that you enjoy, Dr. Russell Jaffe, and that's a show that is really important because he does talk about the eight predictive biomarkers. There are that those biomarkers are blood and urine tests that are readily available, and they can be influenced by lifestyle changes. They can change your genetics because ninety percent of the of the genetic changes called epigenetics can be. Uh, changed by lifestyle and therefore yeah, you can change certain things you think you were born with or that you have. So uh, if you haven't listened to Dr. Jaffe, that that would be a good show uh, to listen to. Uh, and it would have been number 249 replay, but uh, there it is. Or if you go to Block Talk Radio, uh, you can put Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. You'll see all the shows. And that, before I introduce uh, my co-host, let me just remind everybody that something really great happened this week. You can now listen to Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored on, you know, of all things, Alexa. So let me just tell you about that. In order to do that, you have to have the Alexa app, and you go to Skills, okay, and you search for MyCast, M-Y-C-A-S-T, and select it to open the skills detail page. So enable that skill called MyCast. And then there are a couple ways. First uh, thing you can do is start the Alexa skill MyCast. Alexa, open MyCast. And the second, tell MyCast to search for your favorite podcast. Well, maybe one of your favorite podcasts is Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. So Alexa, open my podcast. And then to ask for Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. The second way Alexa now is is opening this is uh, 
with one phrase, but you cannot pause. So you would say, Alexa, open my cast and search for Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. And there again, you come up to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored podcast. So we're really proud of that, uh, to have that now, in addition to all the other platforms that you can listen to us. So with that, uh, I say Dr. Jerry is away, and next week we will do the program on detox, and uh, he's working on a seven-step program to make it easy for you. Sometimes we get a little too involved, but uh, we're working on a seven-step program to uh, enable you to detox because of the polluted environment we live in. So before we go further, let me introduce uh, Dr. Dan, our co-host and good friend. Dr. Dan, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dr. Ron Bon Pomeriggio, as we say in Italian. How you doing? You're one of the few Italians to say that, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go with that. No, I I have to say this to you. I went to church the other day and I actually heard someone say Bon Pomeriggio in the afternoon to someone. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Because Excellent. they still say Bonazeda most of the time until about five or six o'clock, and then the. Uh, you know, bonus aid, and then when you really go to sleep, you're going to be going to bed. So, there we go. Well, That's a little Italian for everybody. That's Dr. Dan. He, he he's full of uh, knowledge about things that we can't oh. use, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say what else. We, we'll we won't get into that. <laughs> that we we know each other. Uh, look, before we get into the program, let me just. Uh, bring you up to date on some medical news. I think that's really uh, worth your listening to and, and really tell your friends about it. Uh, you may not know what a fluoroquinolone is, but you probably have heard about Levaquin or Cipro. These drugs are associated with aortic aneurysm dissection. Just, just listen to this. A large study of the use of this particular type of drug called a fluoroquinolone resulted in a 66% higher rate of aortic aneurysm or dissection within two months of commencing treatment. Hundreds of cases of aortic aneurysm in the United States each year could be attributable to fluoroquinolone use. So ladies and gentlemen, aortic aneurysms can occur in the belly or in the chest. But when they dissect is when the blood starts to rip them apart, it's really a serious medical condition. You always have options, ladies and gentlemen. And if, you have, if you're a doctor, if you have a urinary tract infection, he wants to give you Cipro or Levaquin, you really have to have a discussion with him about the, if he's going to be responsible and if he could be sued for malpractice if you dissect an aortic aneurysm. This is uh, not something I made up. It's a... Uh, you know, it's part of part of the news I get every day from and this one here is actually sourced in the British Medical Journal. Good journal, right, Doctor Dan? Absolutely. One one of the best. One of the greatest in the world. Right up there with New England. So New England in use, right? Right. I will take the in use. Link with aortic dissection and aneurysms, please. Really important. All right, the second drug. And again, this is uh, from Medscape. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, they're called NSAIDs, used during acute respiratory infection increases your risk for acute myocardial infarction three and a half fold 
if taken by mouth, seven and a quarter fold with parenteral dosing. All right. Again, this is reported in Journal of Infectious Diseases. So, you know, you have uh, what you think is a cold or flu, whatever, you start and you take an NSAID drug, you're increasing your risk of having a heart attack. So, what do you think about that one, Dr. Dan? Did you know about that? Nope. I never never heard that one. That's a brand new one on me, Dr. Ron. Yeah, it just, just came out February. Uh, I just got the report of it. It was reported February 2nd, Journal of Infectious Diseases. Well-designed studies. Good, good journal, and but no one has ever examined the effect of combining an NSAID with a respiratory infection. What are the and numbers they, on that? What, what were the numbers on that again? The percentages? Well, of, a three, three and a half fold increase of take it by mouth. Most people wow. do not get it parenterally, so it's a three and a half times more chance of having acute MI. Wow. You mm-hmm. know. Not good. So it has to do a lot with inflammation and cytokines, as we've talked about. But just, you know, sometimes you don't have to know the reason. Uh, you just have to know the fact and then go with it and don't use it. Don't use that drug. So, Dan, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to the circus. And I wish I had a circus music right now. I just didn't have time to get it on here. Because parades, animals, acrobats, clowns, all colluding to approve lethal drugs for public use. So when they, when this has happened, you can watch people take the drugs and fall down, watch them cart it off in colorful cars called ambulances to hospitals where the doctors will have no idea what's causing the, their life-threatening injuries. It's wild, it's crazy, and it's brought to you by drug companies and their enablers at the FDA. But, of course, it's all covered by insurance, and they, they have cotton candy, popcorn, ice cream for kitties, and everybody can get under the Big Ten. It's the biggest game and biggest hustle around. Ladies and gentlemen, the FDA is about to approve drugs faster than ever. They have a list of 15 categories of widely popular drugs that are being given out left and right that they're getting ready to approve and they know the dangers. Five versions of a new cholesterol medicine that is linked with serious skin infections. Nine antidepressants linked to devastating side effect called drug reaction with eosinophilia and systemic symptoms. 11 antibiotics linked to hypoglycemia coma, coma, that's a low blood sugar coma, and a whole array of medications linked to problems with liver, kidneys, pancreases, and more. What do you expect? This agency is approving drugs so rapidly that a lot of risky medications are going to slip through. So when I, as I was reading this report, Dr. Dan, I was thinking maybe we can get a patent on dihydrogen monoxide. And we'll dihydrogen treat, monoxide. To treat polydipsia. That's a good idea. All right, All and right. we could charge $100 a bottle. Good idea. Okay. But you All know right. what? Ladies and gentlemen, dihydrogen monoxide, that's H2O. <laughs> Two hydrogens, <laughs> one, one oxygen. <laughs> You already made a joke. The show's not over yet. (laughs) Dihydrogen monoxide. But, you know, it's too safe, so they'd never approve it. So we'd have to throw some bacteria in there or something to to make it more palatable. 
You know, uh, they they uh, say that aspirin, if it came out today, uh, wouldn't be approved. Of course, the way the FDA is approving drugs, they'd approve that too. So who knows? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I sort of make a joke of it, but it's really serious. Um, serious. And then all the drugs on television, Doctor Dan. I can't sell Jans, Keytruda, Brio, Cosentix. Do you have any idea what they're what they're used for? But that doesn't Cleaning matter. your to car. I, I don't know because I don't like any of them. I don't like yeah. the side effects that I hear. But it doesn't matter. Because and they the have pharmaceutical the thing companies on television, and they're laughing, they're jumping around, and they're going and doing yeah. all kinds of things. And you think you, if you take this drug, I'll be a great tennis player or a great bike rider or some other Olympic uh, champion. Who knows? Well, if they can pay enough money for these ads, these pharmaceutical companies, for all the drugs, and they 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 just dominate TV time for commercials, right? I mean, that's all that you see tons of them, and, and of course, pharmaceutical scandals are everywhere. Uh, it, it just, they're, they're ponying up billions of dollars for these TV ads, and uh, so pharmaceutical companies can limit exposure and negative publicity. Uh, if you give us a hard time on the news, you know what they say: take our money away. Yeah, so exactly. They're, they're, right? Like so, they did in medical years ago. Yep. They told them so, that they wouldn't get the money if they didn't uh, if they didn't listen to the uh, drug advertisements and push the drugs. You won't get the grant money from the companies. Yeah. That's a well, long time really, ago. It's almost, it's almost really a bribe. Yep, it well, was. You know, and hour by hour, or, you know, people or the viewers are, are numbly watching these drug commercial after drug commercial. And the overall message is what: to keep illness from your door, to cure illness, to alleviate illness. You have to take these drugs. This is life in the 21st century. Everybody's sick, and you, you need our help. And the only kind of help out there is us. That 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 that's the underlying message of the of these companies, and they and and the FDA is is supporting them. Exactly. That's why I have my finger on the mute button all the time. <laughs> yep. I mean, I do well, want to check out what they have to say, but then I don't want to hear it over and over and over and over again because it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, I think it's brainwashing between you and me. Well, it is. I mean, and they're paying for it. They are really paying for it. Right. You know, exactly. I, was just, I was look. I looked up this drug, Opdivo. It's a drug that treats oh. squamous non-cell uh, lung cancer. Twelve thousand five hundred a month. How much? Twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Who can? You're on Medicare. Can, you only have to pay twenty five hundred a month. How's that? You only have to pay twenty five. Yeah, but the, 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 your your Medicare will pay the rest. Of oh, the Twelve thousand five hundred a month for a drug that extends the median patient survival by nine point two months. Oh, so unbelievable! When I when you do the math, the patient's out of pocket expenses for those nine point two months is twenty two thousand five hundred dollars. Right, that's for that type uh, 2 lung cancer, am I correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The type 2 cells, right. Yeah, but I mean, mean, it's just just crazy, Dr. Dan. And I know, you know, you and I didn't plan on a particular topic, but I thought this would really be good because it's real life. It's real life. 
Yeah, my father told me when I went into medicine, he said, you only have to learn 22 drugs. (laughs) Fifty-some years ago. That's a joke, isn't it? It really is. It really is. 22 drugs. 2,200 now, at least. Our, Our American medical system documented kills a year are 225,000 people, 106,000, a direct result of drugs from pharmaceutical companies. And this was in the AMA. And this that, that number is from July 26th of 2000 in the Journal of the American Medical Association. In that same journal article, Dr. Dan, Okay, the same journal, journal medical journal of the American Medical Association. The incidence of adverse drug reactions in hospitalized patients is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, those authors they 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 looked at a lot of different studies. They they said that between seventy six thousand and a hundred and thirty seven thousand hospitalized patients die as a direct result of drugs. <clears throat> and we're going to talk about that in a second. So beyond that, every year, 2.2 million hospitalized patients experience severe adverse reactions to drugs. I mean, is, it, is those numbers staggering? Scary. I mean, it's nothing like the NRA. I mean, I don't want to get political, but this is this is really serious. This is worse than that. I mean, yeah. it, it seems the numbers are, are seem to be higher. In 2010, not one single person in the United States died of taking a vitamin. <laughs> right. <coughs> Excuse me. In 2004, go. they listed three deaths in the United States attributable to the intake of vitamins, and two of those were said to have died as a result of mega doses of DNA, and one person as a result of an overdose of iron and fluoride. Mm-hmm. So, no deaths from vitamins in 2011, three deaths in 2004, but 106,000 deaths every year from pharmaceutical drugs. And between 76,000 and 137,000 deaths from pharmaceutical drugs every year in hospitalized patients. <clears throat> so, you know, you, what do you do? You, you really try not remember to we them. go ahead. Yeah, try 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 not to take to take as little as you have to, and right. and research it yourself. Besides that, what the doctors tell you and what the hospitals tell you, make sure you research the the particular medication and find out what the side effects are. And ask if it's really needed. Now, exactly. Let's just let's just talk about. Uh, a recent uh, episode that I am quite familiar with. A person gets admitted to the hospital because of the flu and dehydration. Uh, all tests, chest x-ray normal. Uh, for some reason, a CAT scan of the brain was uh, normal. It's put in, start, started on antibiotics for some reason, IV antibiotics, and fluid replacement. So what do you think happens next? Person has so much fluid, they have trouble the breathing. Failure. Yeah, they had trouble breathing. Because they wanted to measure the intake and output now, they put in a Foley catheter, and he Is starts right? bleeding and 
really uncomfortable. So in order to get that in, they give him some morphine, which depresses his respiration some more. So now we have a guy just with a flu, and now is in heart failure, given antibiotics intravenously. Now they have a catheter in, which is a source, could be a source of infection. So now they add a second antibiotic intravenously. Does this sound like it's going to go good for anybody? Doesn't sound good to me. Person can't eat now. They're on intravenous fluids. They got a catheter in. They got antibiotics in. And now, all of a sudden, the second, third, and fourth chest X-rays show just what Dr. Dan said: congestive heart failure in a person who had a normal heart and no failure before going in. And in fact, in the emergency room, was admitted with a normal heart. Why do I why do I bring this up? Because we keep preaching on this podcast that you have to be the CEO of your own body. You really have to be there, and you really have to question what's going on. So I, I would just thought I'd give you some practical examples of things that I've, I've, I've witnessed. I witnessed in the emergency room a young man in his 30s complaining of chest pain. The person on duty orders an EKG and chest X-ray without seeing the patient. Now, well, I guess we went to have a cup of coffee or whatever. I can't, I don't know. But he comes back, and the chest X-ray and EKG are normal. So now he goes to examine the patient. And what do you think, Dr. Dan? Over this patient's chest were big chicken pock-like rash. <clears throat> what do he have? He had herpes zoster. He had shingles. Right. How, how do you think that guy liked it, having those those patches from the EKG ripped off his, his chest while while he was laying there? Didn't feel, it didn't feel good, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's backwards. You should examine the patient first. Another case, that was two more cases that were brought up was that a young girl complaining of chest pain, make this one short, EKG chest X-ray order, when all the doctor had to do was go in there and palpate her costochondral junctions, and what did, what did she have? TT syndrome. Yep. Yep. Exactly and right. Endocostochondritis, right? Yep. That's that's so common, and you think it's a heart attack or or, or yeah. something more serious, and it's an inflammation of of the muscles between the ribs. Exactly. There you go. And and the third third one. Dr. Dan was a woman who uh, came in with a fever and said her legs hurt. All kinds of blood studies, everything were ordered, and, and probably were going to be necessary anyway. But long story short, after all the blood tests came back, the, the doctor went into the room and examined her, couldn't find anything. And then a nurse took the gown off her leg, and she had a cellulitis. Ugh. So... You just have to, our, our young doctors, I mean, they just don't have the experience. They're not taught how to examine a person. Have we talked about that before? I think so. What is an examination today? I, uh, everything is what whatever the tests say. And then they come over and they touch you for two seconds and they're gone. Yep. That's not how we examined years ago, Ron. You remember that when we were in school and then after that in our practice. This is not right. good medicine. You examine the patient, but what can I say? Well, we're saying it. 
So to be happy, Gloria. There's a there's a saying I came across. You can diagnose and damage some of the people some of the time, but you can't damage all the people all the time. <laughs> that sounds familiar from another thing. But, <laughs> but you can damage well, a hell of a lot of them. I'll tell you that. It really is something, and 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 there's there's more on the way, and I wasn't not prepared really to go into it today, but these new intra intra muscular uh, cholesterol drugs that cost fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars a year. Oh, the injectable and, ones. Yeah, just yeah, to uh, lower the LDL to some artificial level. Right. And they're forgetting that. We have a tsunami of dementia in our future. And what's one of the negative effects of lowering cholesterol, Dr. Dan? Is it a cognitive issues? Right. Because the, because I mean, the brain you is need cholesterol. Right. Yeah. It, needs, it needs cholesterol. Yeah. As we, the human brain is 5% of the body's weight, but it contains over 25% of the body's cholesterol. So it's an essential part. And here we're, the drug companies are, are lowering uh, cholesterol values every year. They're lowering blood pressure numbers every year to sell drugs. I mean, I, I think drugs have a place. I'm not, I'm not anti-drug, but I'm against things being given for no good reason. When the reasons are arrived at by uh, statistics that are invalid, and we talked about the uh, absolute risk of something versus the relative risk of something. And if you know, you need to know the absolute risk, right, Doctor Dan? Not, Absolutely. Not just, not just the uh, relative okay, right. risk. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's a little bit of an opening today uh, of our program. Uh, again, we really appreciate all the uh, listeners out that we have out there. Next week we will talk about uh, detox uh, and a detox program. And next week, if everything goes right, we should be ha- we should have all our new technology with uh, increased bandwidth, uh, ultra fast uh, internet speed, so we can use our, our new microphones and our studio should be uh, much uh, better, have much better audio. And then we'll be going to set up to do an audio visual program. And uh, I've held off on our guests until after Easter, uh, Dr. Herzog from Brussels, Dr. Uh, Kalish uh, from the West Coast to talk about the functional medicine until we get our new studio up and running, and uh, then we'll invite our, our guests to uh, be on the program. So we have Dr. Ron. He has an office here in Chester, okay, and uh, he has a, a nitrogen chamber. Now I'm saying Chester. He has an office here in Naples, Florida, Pine Ridge Road. <laughs> and he has one up near uh, Gulf Shore Hospital there off of Daniels. He's getting tremendous results with neuropathy and pain and weight loss. And, you know, there there's an article that came out today titled Abdominal Fat Causes Back and Nerve Pain. So with the with the new nitrogen chamber and a and a keto type diet, you know uh, he can help your back pain because he can help with the obesity and he can help the nerve pain with 
the uh, nitrogen chamber. So here's an ad that Dr. Ron is, is running right now uh, on the radio, and let's just take a minute to listen to that. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryo Spa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryo Spa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with us. So that's the Cool Cryo Spa. He's also now up on Daniels, uh, 239-331-5886. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really a, it's a three-minute treatment that uh, you, you'll you come out of there. Your mitochondria will get reinvigorated. And it sort of is a, uh, a mitochondrial reset. You know, when, when you when you press on your computer, control, alt, delete, you reset your computer. Well, that's what this, the cryo chamber does. It's a it's a reset for your mitochondria, and we've talked about mitochondrial health and 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 the importance of that to, and and telomeres. So your telomeres are, get untangled, and your mitochondria bounce back. So a real good uh, treatment, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you know, one thing I forgot to mention, Doctor Dan, is uh, yeah, what's that, Ron? Doctor uh, Ron. Women metabolize medication more slowly than men. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and we forget when a woman takes extra drugs, it adds up to a much higher risk of side effects, especially sleeping pills. Okay, you shouldn't be taking them in the first place, but I forgot to mention that women do metabolize medication different than males do. Sorry to say, ladies. Uh, it's not a male or female problem, don't get me wrong, because any senior can end up on medications they don't need, but... I found a study here that found 10% of all drug mistakes are the result of drug name confusion. You know? So, so like in men, in men, they're given Viagra instead of Allegra. It happens. It happens. So we really got to be careful. Dr. Dr. Dan has talked about this in the past, too. Uh, you really have to be careful. Okay, Dr. Dan, where should we go? Any ideas? Where shall we go? Well, just to mention a couple of drugs that uh, years ago, Orinate and Orinase used to get mixed up a lot. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Orinate and Orinase. Very, 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 very careful. Um, You know, uh, we could go back onto the flu shot as as to how effective it is. Hardly effective at all this year, right, Dr. Ron? Oh, less less than five percent. Five percent. Less than five percent. And then what are the side effects get? Even though they say you don't get any side effects, we personally do in my family. So, why don't you talk about them? Well, okay. In the case of my wife, which is I'd say ten years ago or more, she gets sick every time she got the flu shot. 
And I made sure that I went to the hospital and I went to my friends and I got the flu vaccine that had no mercury in it, theoretically anyway. I I, I wouldn't take the regular ones. And uh, then I'd give the flu shot. And the last time I got the flu shot, which is over 10 years ago, I got a uh, paralysis in my left side of my face, like a Bell's palsy type thing. Yeah. I went for consultation, and uh, I got checked out. I even went to the dentist, and he took these x-rays. Nobody could find anything. In a few days, it was gone. I went to my internist back up in Pennsylvania, and he said, neither you or your wife will get flu shots from now on. So that's the story on our flu shots. All right, well, let's, so let's, we do, it from a, let's do it from a scientific point of view. February 1st, 2018. That's that's okay. pretty current, isn't it, Dr. Dan? Okay, February Co- 1st, 2018. 2018, okay. The Cochrane Group released its latest findings on the flu vaccine. Number one, scientists studied randomized controlled trials comparing the flu vaccine with a placebo. That's with nothing, with sugar with water. Mm-hmm. They included 52 trials and over 80,000 people. And what they were looking for is the safety and effectiveness of flu vaccines in healthy adults. The authors found that flu vaccines probably reduce influenza in healthy adults from 2.3% without a shot to 0.9% with the shot. That means that the difference between vaccinated and unvaccinated is 1.4 percent. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now that—that's not you were saying. It's not me saying it. This is the Cochrane Group, uh, a controlled a group that reviews studies. Therefore, how do we interpret that? 71 people would need to be treated with the flu vaccine to prevent one case. In other words, the flu vaccine did nothing for the seven, the other 70 who received it. So that means, Dr. Dan, the study found the flu vaccine failed 99% of the time. And what about side effects, even though they say you don't get any? Yeah. We personally well, had side effects. Yeah. And why do you think you did that? What, what's that, Ron? Why, why, why do you think you got the side effects? Why do you could think it, could it be from what's in, what's in the vaccine? Could it oh, be from, oh, the, oh, of from malhydrate? Right, right. It's made it with eggs. From, from the glyphosate. glyphosate? Right, right. The the uh, the uh, the stuff that we didn't we didn't uh, we didn't talk about that's that's in that uh, vaccine. Yeah, the thimerosal. Right. Right. I mean, uh, and how about the uh, the 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 egg cultures that they're grown in? Right. Even though I'm not yeah. allergic, or my wife's not allergic, theoretically, the eggs. Who knows? Yeah. And how about the the, the some of the vaccines that have aborted fetal cells in them? Exactly. That, I didn't so, know about that until yeah, recently, well, but something new. Yeah. So, so there's a, there's reasons why not to accept this, and I think that the healthcare industry is in a in a bind because uh, you know it, in order to work at certain hospitals, you are mandated uh, to get a flu vaccine, and I'm I'm just waiting for some some cases to be adjudicated uh, if they can 
can force you to uh, take a shot that uh, is, is worthless. That'll yeah, I know people in the family who work in the medical field who have to get the flu vaccine, period. Yeah. You don't get the yeah. flu vaccine, you don't work. But if you get Guillain-Barre syndrome or whatever, uh, oh, that, then what? That would be nice. No, it would be, nice. it would, I mean, would, would, who, you know, Yep. Just horrible situation. Horrible situation. So right. that that's what the flu you know, we've talked about it and you know, uh you again you have to make your own decision, do your own research, uh, but it's not for 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 one percent chance of having some good and a lot of chance for the bad things to happen. Uh you know, you have to weigh the risks and the benefits. You, you know, know uh, that no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll speak after. All right. I was just saying. You know, there's a there's something coming up now in Iowa. Uh, Seven hundred plaintiffs, farmers, gardeners, landscapers. What do you think they're suing about? What are the seven hundred plane trips? Pla- plaintiffs. That oh, includes plaintiffs. farmers, gardeners, okay. and landscapers. Plaintiffs. Okay. What do you think they're suing about? Roundup. That's just what I was going to say. Glyphosate, exactly. Yeah, seven hundred of them. They're blaming this uh, glyphosate for the fact that they have cancer. Okay, and mm-hmm. this now is before a judge. I can't pronounce his name, but it's spelled C H H A B R I A. Probably Chabria. T H A. Two H's. C H H A B R I A. So they're suing Monsanto, okay, <clears throat> and uh, it's going to we're going to get a, a, a ruling one way or another. And the, the people that are testifying have linked uh, glyphosate to liver damage, obesity, uh, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's. Okay, then these are the experts for the plaintiffs. Okay, so uh, the scary that we can't get away from it because of the fact that even if we don't use it ourselves, which we don't, the people next door use it. And the people what? next door. And, and I checked with their landscapers, and they do use it. And, you know, and, and that's a great point because, you know, because this case is in Iowa, that doesn't mean that glyphosate stays in Iowa. Like, you know, if it happens in Vegas, it stays in Vegas. No. No, it's, it's in the it, air. It drifts all over the place. Exactly. And and it gets into your lungs. It's in the air, from yeah. from the ground. What do you do? Well, you try and avoid genetically modified frankenfoods, right? Yeah. We, <laughs> right. <laughs> Corn. I love the term. Canola. <laughs> and I, I like my dihydrogen monoxide. <laughs> Hydrogen <laughs> monoxide. Jesus, I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, so you want to avoid the uh, GMO stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Corn, canola, soy, okay? And uh, watch out for uh, wheat and oats, okay? Uh, and because the, the glyphosate has been found on all sorts of non-genetically modified foods, including oat cereal made for babies. So you want to look out uh, for God. We don't know about all this other stuff that's happening, right? At least look for non-GMO project verified. 
All right, Larry. Try organic, non-GMO foods to try to avoid yeah. any of these because it seems like we're we're getting more and more of these weird diseases that we didn't hear about years ago. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, we could talk about cooking and microwave and all that stuff. I don't want, don't want to drive our listening audience crazy, but you know, all this stuff is affecting us. It's all affecting our health. I think I mentioned to you I talked to the lands, new landscaper next door. And yeah. uh, 25 years old. I'm, I I think I mentioned but I want to mention it again if anybody missed it. Um, I, I'm talking to him about, you know, about everything and so forth and so on. I said, do you use glyphosate? Oh, yeah. I said, where's your mask? He said, ah, I just don't bother putting it on. I know it causes cancer, but I'm not going to put a mask on. How do you like that? 25 years old. In denial. Doesn't wear a mask. Uses uses glyphosate. There he is spraying it. In denial. What's going to happen to him when he's 35, 45, 55? Who knows? Yeah, you we know. don't know. Well, it's going to be interesting, and we're going to keep our audience up to date on this uh, this, this uh, trial in uh, in Iowa. And uh, see what happens with this judge, and see uh, what Monsanto. I think I read someplace Dan that uh, like four billion dollars a year for Monsanto for with a B, just that one chemical. Oh, they make a fortune, uh, and they're not going to give it up. Yep. Going to keep it. They're going to keep pushing it on us. And we can't run from it. We can only do the best we can do is to keep it down as far as we can, the load that gets into our lungs and then into our system. What else are we going to do? Yeah. Four four billion a year. I'll take it. <laughs> Trump change for them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I just want to just uh, what do you think about this DNA testing? You, you one, two, three, and me, and the Scottish, and this and that, and whatever. Do you have any thoughts about that? What 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 do I think about it? Well, if somebody really wants to wants to go back and and check their great 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 grandfather and grandmother, go ahead. If you have any any doubts, I mean, I've I've I checked my lineage and I go back to the Roman days. So what's what's the check? I don't. Well, I don't there's, there's I have the to dark side. You, you know, we always try and look in depth into these things because you know when they, when when companies are making millions and millions and billions of dollars for something, you got to follow the, the the money, right, Doctor Dan? Right. And, or or if someone's adopted, for instance, and they don't know. Well, let, 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 let's let's talk about the money issue. Okay. Right. You know, because when you get this test in the mail and you send it back. You are signing your rights away. Do you know that? They make yeah. most of their money by selling the information to pharmaceutical companies that they get from your DNA. Oh, I didn't know you that. You know that? No. Yeah, and 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 one and an FDA. Uh, let's see, what's his name here? Peter Pitts, a former associate commissioner of the FDA and current president of the Center for Medicine and Public Interest calls it, quote, dangerous delusion to believe that highly personal data gathered when you spit into a cup is being kept private. Oh. According to Pitt, wait to hear this, 23andMe has already sold access to its vast genetic database to at least 13 drug companies. One is Genetech, 
It gave the firm $10 million to obtain the DNA profiles of Parkinson patients. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, where where are you going to hear this kind of information? Nowhere. Nobody talks about it except uh, You don't see this on the news? Right, we do. Now, Peter Pitts puts, uh, puts it this way. Such highly personal information is being sold far and wide. And if you actually read the release you have to sign before getting your kit analyzed, you'll find that those little details are spelled out in fine print. He says he would never sign away his rights to his genes, and he says you shouldn't either. And if you're under the impression that the data has been somehow scrubbed of all identifying details, he said that's another miss because he says there was a scientist from MIT. Good place, right? He was able to obtain the identities behind five anonymous DNA samples in under a day because they have techniques that make it extremely easy easy to de-anonymize this kind of information. And once that occurs, the sky's the limit for ways it could be used against you, especially by insurance companies or employers. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, please wake up. Listen. You're not going to hear this news on this type of information any other place but Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. You're not going to hear it because nobody's digging into this. All yeah, right. they're running a sale on uh, on your DNA now. They're, they're taking about a third off if you uh, if you want to get involved with it, you know. But plus, so you that know, is probably making more people get involved with it and get themselves yeah. tested. Well, you know, um, what if you get this test done and you're you know you we're not a hundred percent sure uh, how this is going to rec- affect your future health. And you could be living with a lifetime of unnecessary worry. Because like Dr. Jaffe told us, 90% of the genetics could be changed epigenetically. So exactly. you, know, you could get it, right? So now you get a test and it shows you you're susceptible to this or that. Boy, you get a person like I know at Cape Coral that worries about everything. This this would drive him crazy. Who would that be, me? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying, Dr. Ron. Right? Does it that's make exactly sense, though? Right. That's exactly right. You would start to worry about it. Yeah. You you start to think, I I have the genetics for this disease. But if you can change 90% of it, why worry about it? Right. right? The, the main takeaway, though, is once you sign away the rights to your genes, you have no idea whatsoever how they can come back and haunt you. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. scary. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'll, you know, you get that that'll be a, a a quiz you can give your friends about DNA and one, two, three, and me. And when they ask you where you found out about it, tell them Dr. Ron unfiltered, uncensored. We can be reached uh, at docronradio at gmail dot com, Dr. Ron unfiltered, uncensored on uh, Facebook. Uh, and as I said, our podcasts are on uh, iTunes. Uh, Alexa now under MyCast, uh, Blueberry, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, or just go to blogtalkradio.com and type in Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. And I, I really am proud that uh, we are uh, on Tuesdays the number one featured uh, health show uh, on Block Talk Radio because we, we show up every week. Okay, If we don't show up, we we play a best of, but that, that's not too often. 
and uh, Dr. Dan's a big help in that. So it's really, really important. So we have a lot of things to get to in the future, Dr. Dan. We have uh, allergy medication, stroke and dementia to talk about. I do want to talk next week about Moringa uh, and how it induces uh, cell death. It's a new supplement that we've introduced into our program called Moringa, M-O-R-I-N-G-A. We have to talk about some magnesium and uh, nuts for health. Uh, Dr. Dan, what were you going to say? Um, moringa is that what I is that what we grow on the tree in the back for our blood uh, pressure? No. No, I I have that mixed up with some moringa. That's I a dance. Up <laughs> you you're ready to get out there on the dance floor to do the moringa. The moringa. <laughs> yeah, you can see me doing the moringa right now, couldn't you? Okay. But the uh, moringa <laughs> it, it grows in tropical and subtropical climates, um, like okay. India. I know I get the one from India, but there's, there's lots of different ones. You just got to make sure it's from it's, it's organically grown and still ground up leaves and no no pesticides and what have you. But uh, uh, it is an incredible uh, uh, supplement. I'm, I've been using it now for three weeks and I'm really impressed with it. And it, it has so many vitamins and mineral minerals in it, and it has been called a miracle tree. Okay, because it 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 yeah fat you have omega three six and nine protein carotenoids vitamin C iron potassium it's loaded but we'll we'll, we'll talk more about it and it's been studied it, it's been studied it, it's been used to even to combat malnutrition it has antiviral antibacterial anti tumor uh, and it was even featured in a study in oncology which uh, you know the oncologist read. Right, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have made it if it couldn't have been a decent study. So, right. Uh, right. maybe maybe our audience, if you want to just do some research on that, we'll talk about it. Moringa. Uh, M-O-R-I-N-G-A. M-O-R-I-N-G-A. I'm going to check that tree out in the back. I don't know. Do you do you take the leaves and dry them? Well, I buy make- it. Or I I buy it. Well, it, it, it can't be that because well, it could I guess it could. We're sort of tropical here. I guess it yeah, because here, mine is organic. Most of it doesn't come from here, though. Of course, I don't do it. I let my wife do it. Yeah. <laughs> she, you know how to how to take it and dry it, and then. Well, it's you know, called a horseradish tree or a drumstick tree that I've seen. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, if you got it, grind it up. Well, I'll let you know after I check with her. She's the boss, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What do they what do they say? The man's the head of the house, but the woman's the neck, and what turns the head? The neck turns the head. That's the woman. <laughs> right? Uh, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've sort of been rambling today, but just to bring you this just up to date on 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 you know what's going on in medicine, and you know I was going to, and I will. I'll just tell you that loud noises. I know it bothers certain people in our family, but it turns out that loud noises are not only bad for your nerves; they could be bad for your heart. And they, I think about all the kids out there today. I found a study out of Germany that found that leaf blowers, honking horns, and other dis- disrupting sounds can send your risk of heart disease soaring. That sounds sounds reasonable. 
So if you mm. want to pr- protect your ticker, you're going to need to take some extra steps, okay? Uh, according to uh, another study, there is one very important time when peace and quiet is absolutely mandatory if you're going to keep your heart healthy. So when here's what I want to tell you. Yep. Yep. Now, this uh, Minds Germany, they say noise can disrupt the body in such a way that significantly ups your risk of heart failure, stroke, and coronary artery disease. How about that? And now, guess what? Journal of the American College of Cardiology revealed that a study just published reveals that a constant clamor affects us at a molecular level. What does that mean? It means it affects our cells. It affects the stressors. It affects our adrenal glands. It triggers a whole body reaction like fight or flight uh, that can tighten up all our arteries. Okay? So um, we have to be careful of really loud noises and muffle them and, and please get your sleep nice and quiet. Turn turn, uh, turn off the televisions in your bedroom uh, darken your shades and, and get into dreamland. Uh, in fact, really better yet, they recommend don't have a television in your bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that, by the way. Although I have a problem if I need to watch a game and so forth. <laughs> no, I, I don't need a television in the bedroom. I have one in the in the office. So, so if I want to watch a game, my wife doesn't. But if you don't have it there, your temptation will be decreased and you won't go in there and have that noise. In fact, Absolutely. watch out for the phone, too. That's a that's another problem that, that could wake you up. If you're calling me 3 o'clock in the morning, Ron, which I don't like. <laughs> so, look, what can you do? I, I, Dr. Dan said one thing. Don't put don't put the television in your bedroom. And, and if you're looking right. for furnishings and you live in a condo, you might want to think about rows and heavy draperies to absorb the sound. If you're right. shopping for new appliances, I, I see that they have ones that are called quiet models, especially mm-hmm. dishwashers and washing machines. And uh, if your gardeners uh, in your neighborhood uh, you know, approach like armed soldiers with leaf blowers and make sure they're, uh, you get them to come when you're out of the house, okay? And if you live in the city, which people still do, keep your windows closed at night to block the traffic sounds. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to wear earplugs or noise-blocking headphones, okay? So it, loud noises are associated with, can give you a heart attack. I think that's serious stuff. Absolutely. Get get right. those little get those little plugs and put them in your ears. It's not that difficult, is it, Dan? Nope. And and if the and if the light bothers you. Put a little, put something over your eyes. When when I hear too much noise, I I take one of my pillows, one of my thick pillows, and I put it over my head and my ears. And go. that usually works for me. If somebody comes and to would, cut the grass early, for instance, yeah. you know, we got a lot of that in Florida. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I want to close with saying that you know you really should never argue with a woman. <laughs> and and, and I, I'm really serious about that. And, and my analogy is, it's like reading a software license agreement, because in the end, you have to ignore everything and click "I agree." 
logistic <laughs> free from the beginning <laughs> because if you have a new program or a computer, you don't check, I agree, you're not going any place. If you just say, yes, honey, sure, dear, you got it made. Yeah. And never and, answer and, back. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Some things are are just better left unsaid. My problem is I don't usually realize that right after I say them. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, it, it's it's hard a lot of times not to answer. But sometimes you know that if you answer, <laughs> you know what's coming back. So so shut the zip, as we would say in so, Italian. Quiet. So, so, so a friend of mine left me with this one because I told him, I was talking <laughs> to him about this subject. He said, if a woman says to you, first of all, during an argument, run away as fast as you can because she has prepared research data, charts, and she'll destroy you. <laughs> there's, no, there's no doubt about it. I, I won't right. get into the Bible on that one. We can get into the Bible, but we better not. Just think of, well, I will. Adam and Eve, Samson and Delilah, Helen of Troy, that, that's another one. That's enough. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I... You know, uh, Eve didn't read the Apple Agreement. Right. <laughs> and then she got All right, Adam to Right? What? She got Adam to come over. Oh, get yeah. him involved. And then Samson had his hair cut off. And then the big war was started. Hell in the Troy. The big war with that. We don't want that. So watch what you say. Yeah, especially with your wife or a significant other. With your wife, exactly. Dan, thanks for today. You and I have dubbed this the Seinfeld Day. With a, it's a Seinfeld show about Day, nothing, right. show about nothing, but we try to give you just some interesting topics in medicine that maybe you could use. Uh, and you know, I, I think the DNA testing is something you should really think about before you sign your rights away. Right. Think right. You can do something about noise, okay, and you can do something about medications that your physician prescribes for you. If he says you have the flu and he says I'm going to give you an antibiotic to prevent a potential infection, please say you know, let's wait or take it. I mean, so much medication. I mean, we were talking about opioids, and we'll have a show on that. The opioid epidemic, which is mainly fueled by physicians, I'm sorry to say, and the drug companies that are still pushing doctors to prescribe this. I mean, you have an operation. You have a sister in your head, and they want to give you Percodan and this and that. They give you 30, 60 tablets at a time. Maybe they should give you two or three. So if you don't need it, don't take it because it could be... uh, uh, Temptation for somebody else to take an overdose on. Exactly. So, uh, right, Dan. You know, another thing is, uh, if you want to avoid the flu, be careful. Wash your hands a lot. You know, when when we go to mass, we've been told by the bishop now, do not shake hands, don't touch each other, don't do anything, and they're not giving the cup out. Well, these are all precautions. Be careful. And some people say, oh, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, well, it bothers everybody else who gets the flu. So be be careful. Be careful about big crowds that you get involved with, too, during the flu season. 
because you should be careful with those things at all times. Yeah. Because you, you use you peroxide never know in your ear. You use peroxide in your ears every day as a as a prophylactic. Just yeah, that, get a dropper a or, or a cotton ball and just squeeze peroxide in your ears. If yeah. you're fortunate enough to have an ozone generator, I mean, uh, you know, a 20 seconds of ozone in each air canal uh, really is effective for preventing and treating the flu. So we've we've gone through these these, these processes just to reiterate right. them. But then uh, next week we'll be talking about uh, detox, and we'll have uh, you know, we'll start off the program why you should detox, and most of our listeners already know that uh, why they have to. Uh, we live in such a contaminated world, and uh, then we'll have some really practical steps that you can take to uh, detoxify yourself on some sort of regular basis. And then um, at the end of April, uh, I'm going to have a physicist on. He's going to talk to us about stuff that is really scary. It's about frequency generations and how certain frequencies can can explode viruses, how certain frequencies transmitted thousands of miles from from the point of generation can influence health. So uh, that will be very helpful. Well, this is scalar energy. The Tesla scalar energy is going to talk about. And he's a Ph.D. from Drexel University. He has multiple degrees, so he knows what he's talking about. But okay. he, I, I've had conversations with him, and he can explain it in common terms. Like, And a term that you would understand, Dr. Dan, is if you uh, hit middle C on the piano, other strings vibrate, <laughs> even though you just hit the vitamin C. So that's the idea between scalar energy. You send out one frequency, but other frequencies travel along with it. That's right, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so uh, he, that, he started explaining it to me, and that was the first illustration he used with the piano key strike. So uh, we'll talk about that in April. Hit some of those big bass notes, and they'll they'll really go all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and everything vibrates. All right, and, Dan, and I, I will be I, I mention... you. Go ahead. Yes. Yes, go ahead. No, I'm done. Okay, good. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, keep this in mind. Um doesn't does an apple a day keep the doctor away? I mean, you, you've heard that, right? Of course. Only if you aim it well enough. <laughs> <laughs> but if you- Next week with Dr. Okay, Jerry, Dr. Dan, God bless you. And, and yours truly, Dr. Ron. Remember, we're on Alexa now under my cast, along with all the other ones that uh, hopefully you've been listening to. Ciao. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on lockofthepopradio.com See you next week. Ciao.